Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minutes, the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. I'm Alessandro Maniscalco, and together with Sam Otten, we analyze movies that are part of the Warner Brothers DC Extended Universe on our JLU podcast. You can reach us on Twitter at JLU Podcast. All righty. Thank you for wrapping up the week with us here. I'm happy um, to. Thanks for having me here. Of course. We were just talking off the air, and it's like this week, or I guess just this movie in general, it's like every uh, minute that we've done is just loaded with so much information mm-hmm. to the point where like sometimes we have to like take breaks, take mm-hmm. notes, because yeah. it's like there's just so much to jot down. And I feel like this whole week has just been full of just information. Yeah. Just in general, just, just so much to talk about in each minute. Like I said, we're, we're analyzing a chess game is what we're doing in this movie. So it's, it's it's intense. Yeah. You need a cork board. You need a cork board to (laughs) To like draw. I need to do this shoestring thing that people do in movies. Is is a shoestring or yarn? They use yarn. I don't know what they use. What do you, what do you think that is? You mean sort of like Wallace Keefe does? Yes. Exactly. Like in this minute. That's where I was going with that. It wasn't. I did. It's, thank you for tying that in. Um, so, yeah. Uh, today's minute is minute number 35. It's going to start off with Kahina uh, finishing her little Oscar performance on air. And uh, then it's going to end with a Wallace Keefe at Heroes Park. Um, Kahina asked a question because uh, the reporter asked her in the interview, if Superman was here right now, what would you want to say to him? And she says, I would just want to ask him how he decides which lives count and which ones do not. Um, and th- is this like uh, kind of like the Dark Knight Returns where it's like you kind of have like the American Superman and he's not really like the global Superman? Is that like where she's going at? Like... Oh, he takes care of his people, but what about us kind of thing, right? Well, I think the fact that Superman sweeps in to save Lois and then, you know, once that's done, everybody else dies and he's not there. She's like, well, you know, how does he get, how does he choose who gets to live? You know, he's, he's being selfish. He saves Lois and then lets everybody go die, so... Yeah, that could have been a racial thing. They could have been like, oh, he saves the white women, but he wouldn't save the black women. <laughs> I don't know about that. And that that would suck to have that like put on Superman. Like, oh, he's a white guy. Like that was that's crazy. I'm surprised no one went with that uh, route. You guys yeah. got to think about it. Superman didn't. Superman did nothing wrong in Nairobi. The only thing that Nate <laughs> has a shirt that says that. Like he didn't. He didn't cause the Nairobi incident. It was a. It was a. It was a cover up. So like, if Superman was still in the compound and uh anatoly and all his get you know his members started shooting the place up he'd be dealing with them too but, yeah, but it's not like but he didn't save her not dead parents well because they weren't in danger they weren't in danger <laughs> only lois was in danger only lois was the one that had the gun pointed to her head you're gonna have to remember it's a fake story anyway yeah and it's a fa- okay yeah all <laughs> right, right exactly we're <laughs> but he he shows up to save lois only when she's threatened but he's not there to save he's him. not there to save them last Tuesday when their you know food rations were getting held hostage by the the warlord 
Yeah. Well, and that's you know? why. Uh, that's just an example that didn't one, happen. Well, in Earth Earth One uh, comics, they handled yeah. it brilliantly. And this, I think, they borrowed an ele- elements of the Earth One comics for, for yeah. this part because absolutely in that he the, he actually is a, in that situation where there's you know a warlord and he's basically got these people hostage. It's it's mm-hmm. it's almost exactly borrowed from there. But in the differences in that comic, well, I don't know if I should. Did I say what happens? Yeah, absolutely. We talked about it at last on Wait. Man of Steel as well. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Wait, in the comic or in, in the, comic. the movie? <laughs> yeah, talk about the comic. All you want. Well, in the in the comic, he actually gives the guns to the people to fight back, uh-huh. and and it becomes a political thing about about how he is basically, you know, interfering with politics and and other nations. Mm-hmm. So. They took that idea and they applied it here in in a brilliant way yeah. because they incorporated Lex's manipulation. And it goes back to what um, what was his name from Nairomi, the warlord um, general Amajag. Amajag, like I mean, his statement to Lois was, "What did no one is neutral? No one is neutral." Yeah, no, like that's um, that whole phrase is is I mean, that just defines the character right there. Well, yeah. the, there's that whole theme of of taking sides throughout the entire movie, and that was yeah. Lex's point in his um, monologue at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which we can't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Let's see. I think that's. I think that's pretty much. I think that question of like deciding which lives count and which ones do not. I feel like that's a question everyone could ask themselves. You know. Absolutely. You don't have to that's, just like. Get in us. my opinion, that's question. That's the question that should never be answered when it comes to dealing with Superman. Like it should just never be one. It's you know up to the writer to say what the answer is. But in my opinion, that question can never be answered because he doesn't have the right to choose who lives and who dies. I mean, it's not he's old. he's doing the wrong thing by even trying to help out, which is really bad to say. Well, because then Lex's, it gets down to the point. That's my argument is that that's part of Lex's whole motivation. Yeah, it's like what it, you you can't because once you help out one person, you're not helping out the other person, and then equality is gone, and like now you're choosing sides. So that question is always going to exist when it comes down to a Superman story. Again, does there need to be a Superman? And part of my argument, part of my argument is also that by Superman helping people, you know, humanity, you're interfering mm-hmm. with. Darwinian evolution. Yep, absolutely. And, and you're, you're basically people are going to lean on you and and not advance as they should be. Mm-hmm. Yep, it happened on Krypton. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of that. Like, I don't know if you watched Rick and Morty, but like the Hive Mind episode where it's like, yeah, you can like force those people to live happy lives, mm-hmm. or you can let them choose to and then destroy themselves. Mm-hmm. Which would, you know, as long as they get the freedom of choice, even if they destroy themselves, that's what they chose. But I mean, it's like, oh, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, I don't know. Stuff like that really makes you think. But I don't know. I feel like you, that's a question you can ask yourself. It's like um, just deciding which lives count, which ones do not. And then also asking yourself, is that answer good enough? Like once you've come up with an answer. That, like, and are you even qualified to answer that question? 
nobody's nobody has the right to take another life from someone or just to decide that one life doesn't count exactly no one exactly. has that right so not even that's Superman. what i'm getting at um <laughs> It cuts after that to um, a bunch of newspaper articles. Well, it's interesting uh, that they cut to Wallace because Wallace at this point has, you know, sort of become, and I don't want to insult anyone that may, you know, know people or be in a similar situation, but have sort of become a, a burden to society in that he's he, he can't, he he's basically destroyed physically and mentally and he's not contributing he's just obsessing over superman and batman mm-hmm. uh, or bruce superman and bruce and so would is his life valued any less than someone else's who you know does contribute to society so it's interesting how they sort of go from that to this character yeah, because like now Superman is, or you could argue that Superman does not uh, care for this life right. over others. He's overlooked. Yep. Yeah, it's a good question. We see a lot of Daily Planet articles here mm-hmm. on the wall, so I guess we'll. So people still read newspapers. So Wallace uh, is <laughs> Wallace is sure. looking at all these people that Superman has saved. All these heroic you know, achievements mm-hmm. by Superman, but it's like, and yet he wasn't saved. Mm-hmm. So that's sort See, of yeah, okay. also plays into that whole, you know, he how, saved them, but not me. Right. Yeah. Write that on a book cover. That's the title <laughs> of the book about Superman. It'd be a dark book, man. Yeah. Um, some of the articles here, it looks like Superman prevented a missile strike uh, and I'm going to take a, a wild guess here from North Korea. It says North. And it says launch. Yeah. So I don't know if they launched a missile and Superman, you know, took care of it. Um, we do see the article that the Daily Planet published about Bruce Wayne saving Wallace mm-hmm. uh, from uh, week two of our coverage. Uh, there's also one, it looks like we talked in our DC Cinematic Listeners Society group, we talked about. Um, magazines of having Bruce Wayne on it, and it looks yeah. like down there there is an Esquire magazine, uh, the most famous man. I'm pretty sure it's going to be talking about Bruce Wayne. Yeah, we can't see it, but I I want to kind of make that connection. And um, and like look at the picture on the newspaper of Bruce Wayne itself. Like we were talking about them having pictures of him in like the front lobby or whatever. That's yeah. probably one of those. Yeah, exactly. You know. And uh, there's another article right next to that that says, Local tragedy narrowly escaped. Superman saves all the children on bus in Rapids. Which kind of sounds familiar to like what he did in Man of Steel. As a kid, yeah. yeah. And the missile, the preventing the missile strike, maybe um, could possibly have to do with the missile in the extended cut. Of Nairobi? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But if Lois is writing a story, uh, <laughs> she's going to try to so, spin it in, favor, in his favor. Well, uh, she could be, right. but then the U.S. was the one that launched the missile. So would the U.S. based, you know, a newspaper based out of the U.S. be the one saying like, "Hey, Superman prevented a strike that we were shooting"? I well, don't know. If Lois is writing the story, she doesn't have to say who launched it. 
you could leave that out. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, because it's like, are they allowed to publish stories that make America look bad? That's what I was getting if at. If Superman was the hero. Yeah. That's a but g- Lois can probably write those stories. Can anybody else? Probably not. She wrote the one about the bus. It says, by Lois Lane, right down there. Oh, yeah. Local tragedy. Um, At the I very don't really, least, I tried- it's a reference to the, the missile in the previous yeah. scene. Um, Even if it's not necessarily the story about it, it's certainly the reference to it. You know, makes us think back to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one article that says Superman saves a girl from buried building or something, and it's written by Deborah Jarvis, which I feel like they just took Deborah Snyder's name and was like, here, you're now a fake author in the <laughs> Daily Planet. What was her maiden name? Probably not Jarvis. You never know. I don't know if you... Maybe it's an MC. <laughs> there's one that says Superman uh, shifts tectonic plate, prevents devastating earthquake. That's got to be a reference to the original Superman. That one. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite one was uh, Superman stops like super germ from killing humanity or something. There's Superman crime scene. But then next to that, next to the picture of Wallace Keefe's is the action comics. Oh, yeah. That's, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, is that a picture one. that someone drew? Yeah. Oh, it's that right a, there. That's not a photograph. No, that's no, definitely it's, newer. That's newer. It's a drawing. That car's not the same as the one in the action. No, no. Drawing. I'm saying... Yeah. That's a drawing. That's not a. Someone took that photo. No, yeah, that's a drawing. Yeah, but I, no, I think they purposely is. made it a drawing so that people can connect it to the fact that it was the cover of the comic, which is also a drawing. Yeah. Oh, a manufactured super germ that could end humanity. End humanity. Uh, a mesovirus was halted from release by the man they call Superman. There's also a card. Is here that Superman right three? <laughs> Oh, there's a, there's a car that says uh, three clubs. Three clubs. <laughs> what is that for? I don't know. Maybe it's Superman three. There you go. It's <laughs> confirmed. Um, what was there was another thing that I thought was really cool, and it was like um, that the Metropolis PD was helping the Gotham PD take care of uh, a cr- the crime wave that was going on. I don't know where that went, but I saw that earlier. Um, was that in Wayne Financial Building at one point, or was it in this? Scene? Yeah, it was. Uh, it's right here. It says, "In the face of ever-expanding crime wave, Gotham police have been assisted by the Metropolis Police Department in their war against crime." In other news, water wet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, then we get to see Wallace Keith basically making one of those telephones you make in elementary school. Well, <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. I've one of, <laughs> one of the things that always I've always and still to this day I've always questioned about it. Is he actually making explosives? Or no, it's a candle. Or, or was he set up? It's a is candle. it a candle? Yeah. Why do you say it like such? Like it's it's obvious. It's, I mean, I assume it's supposed to be making it look like he's making a, a bomb. No, it's because, not at all. He's going to a memorial. He's making a kerosene like. Candle type thing. I, do, I, is that a, I didn't know that. I didn't see. I didn't know that. My thought process is this is again supposed to be giving you doubts to the whole story where Wallace Keith is actually starting to make a bomb for whatever purposes, and then later on in the film we see that he was 
set up. So it kind of plays into the fact like, am I supposed to be questioning whether or not, see this is spoiling it, whether or not Lex Luthor set him up or if his intentions were to actually be creating bombs in the first place. And they just say, hey, we're going to happen to frame him just a little bit more. Wow, I got to tell you, I, I never thought anything other than he was just like making some sort of like kerosene candle type and thing. I, th- I didn't. I, I thought it was just supposed to I make thought, you question whether or not like Lex framed him or if he was actually doing this. I always wondered what he was making and I didn't know. I don't e- I don't even know. I still don't know how that's a candle. I don't I am going to have to look up a video of how to make a kerosene candle yeah, yeah, and a duct tape and a Apparently Alex like just knows it. Yeah, I, like that's I'm not over a here, like I've never done that. Is that a normal <laughs> am I, thing? Am I making this do? up? I don't know. I, like I I've never even questioned it. Like that's always I don't know been in my mind later on i think you're right like don't get me wrong i think you're right i just i don't know how that works because i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i think we're supposed to be thinking that he's making a bomb that way later on in the movie where he is framed for an explosion it just kind of makes sense but we don't get enough evidence of like okay he he isn't making bombs he's making something else maybe he's Tying a string to the spray paint can that he uses. I mean, and he that's, just can't that's even the rope that. that you use for kerosene. Like, or is it a wick? <laughs> I don't see. I don't. No, I don't know. Is, that's don't, the rope that you use. That's why I. I guess I automatically. You know. I, I don't know. If you look up kerosene candle, you'll see. That's the rope. <laughs> and you put the kerosene inside a container, and and it burns. It's because the rope soaks up the kerosene, and then. And it burns that way. Yeah. Does everyone know that? I because I, I feel like I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I have like I have tiki yeah. torches at my house that have like the same thing. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I I don't I don't know. Yeah. Now I want to know how many people know that was a uh, kerosene candle. You know, because he's going to the memorial. You leave candles there. You know. It makes sense. It does. I th- yeah, I, th- I thought he was up to some uh, sinister plot or something. You think? See, I, I, I think it's supposed to like give you questions. It's like, is yeah. he making the bombs or is he being framed to make the bombs? Is he making a candle and it's just supposed to be looking like but, he's all making right, let bombs? Let me ask you this: Supposing mm-hmm. he, they're trying to get us to think that he's making a bomb. Where, where's the bomb? Like what? How are we being led to believe that he's up to no good? Where's because the later what happens later on when they're actually in his apartment? I think that's the only evidence. See, Nate, but see, but Nate it's pretty being... obvious from the, from the get go that it it's Lex that blows up the the court. It is house, right. So it is. See, that's what. Yeah, but that I think that's where it's supposed to make you question if Wallace Keith was aside from being connected with Lex, was he already planning on? Making a bomb, but the fact that you don't see Lex in in the the courtroom automatically makes you think, okay, Lex, this was it was Lex's plan. He he he's the one who set it up. Yeah. So yeah. How how does that maybe maybe Wallace? I don't uh, because maybe Wallace just wanted to make a bomb to blow up the statue. Maybe he wanted to make a bomb to just blow up himself. Maybe he wanted to make a bomb to do something to hurt other people so they could feel the same way. This he is does. where the theme know. comes into play. <laughs> Where like us not having all the facts and jumping to conclusions. This is like, oh, he's putting duct tape on rope on a can. Obviously, he's making a bomb. He must be a terrorist. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a bomb in any way to me. (laughs) 
but like because we didn't know it was a kerosene candle like you saw how far we escalated right. yeah. you're like we immediately but you look, went later on in the movie there's when they're back at wallace's apartment there are cans with duct tape and wicks right because he keeps going to, them. to the memorial to visit i guess maybe i'm just lost man. because i never thought that that would be a candle like never did I ever think that that so would be a, a lantern or anything. You have to rewire your brain so you can get the idea that this is a candle, and to know that this guy is just a guy who's really sad. And that's uh, it. Again, I personally, that's the only thought that ever crossed my mind as to what he was doing. Maybe I'm just a maniacal. And I, I'm just a man, I'm not. Yeah. I, I don't even. I mean, I guess I'm no bomb expert, but I don't even know how that would be. <laughs> it's involved. probably good for the better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I'm not a bomb expert either, but I don't know. It just seems like it has. It seems like it looks like a bomb. You know what? <laughs> Get your listeners to write in and what people thought. Oh, that please! Was. I really I, hope. I really hope this like takes off when I they love, hear this. Was. I just. I'm fast. I'm fascinated by the divide in like understanding what's going on here because I, I think that's the beauty of this film is where people start to like. You know, obviously Alex over here is right, and he's like, "Yes, yeah, it's a kerosene candle. It's here to like mourn his family." Yeah. And then Nate's over here, like, obviously he's a terrorist who's planning something. I'm not saying he's a terrorist, but you think he's up to something terror-ish? Yeah, I mean, I think, but no, I don't think because I've always been confused at this moment. I don't know if he's making a bomb, and I don't know if he's making a candle. It's one or the other, and there's not enough information for me to believe. I mean, either side. I'll be honest with you. I- I think there's enough information to say it's not a bomb, but <laughs> why though? Why? Why? Why do we, Why do you think it's, it's not a bomb? Because it's a candle. It's a can and a piece of rope. <laughs> I don't know I've where I don't know where Gilligan's you get bombed from. That. <laughs> I mean, I'm, well, no, there's kerosene involved. No, you can eat, okay. You take a <laughs> bottle of alcohol, shove a rag in there, and light it on fire, and it's a Molotov cocktail. Right, and it could be a, a bomb. Like, that's a weapon, like. <laughs> It still is. It still can explode in a fucking fireball. Sorry for my French, but it can still be a bomb. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know why you guys are listen, ragging on me real hard. Listen, <laughs> my all, ideas of what bombs for look all like. I know you're gonna get all your listeners agreeing with you. I don't, I don't know. You guys, you guys are only thinking about bombs being like MacGyver style, where they got the digital clock on them with the wires coming off. Like no, you can make pipe bombs out of. PVC and pipe and that's where the word comes from pipe bomb it's yeah like and like you can make them out of a out of a but, coke can like you can do all this but stuff you gotta start giving people ideas <laughs> <laughs> oh boy this is great discussion I think, I think that's the whole point of it i think yeah. it's supposed to be misleading i think that's what i'm getting at i See, think you're thing, supposed no, to I, I, get, get. I get that that's what you're getting at i totally understand that, that that's what you're saying but that never even crossed my mind for a second. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I just have low standards of what bombs what look like. What he's making right now, we never see the finished product. That's the thing. We never see... No, but you see more cans with duct tape on them later on. We never see them used as candles. No, if nor you do you see them being blown like, yeah, up. Yeah, it's a candle. Yeah. No, so but I you do see what... him going to a memorial where there are candles. But not his. Well, only because his wheelchair is blocking <laughs> Why are you making candles? Let's go buy one. <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he can't afford it. He has nothing. I'm over here looking at the Heroes Park Memorial with his wheelchair, and I'm trying to look for anything resembling candles. <laughs> no, it would be behind his wheelchair. Uh, 
So I do like the fact that when he was making the candle, he takes the photograph. We get a good close-up shot of the photograph, and mm -hmm. then as it pans out or zooms out, he's putting a picture down. He's in a different scene. Yeah. But see, that's all um, the more we, way that it's connecting the can to that, that scene. Or is it a revenge-seeking yeah. opportunity? Superman revenge. took away this man's family and legs. I mean, so why wouldn't he be mad at Superman him? By, by blowing up the statue. Well, then why well, didn't he blow it up? Because <laughs> <laughs> he got, got caught. <laughs> he got caught. He was going to blow it up after he spray-painted it. <laughs> then who would read it? Exactly. There's the fault. There, man, there's faults all over this place. See, I don't, I don't know. My, I'm, I question Wallace Keefe's character so much in this movie. Yeah, I think you're not alone there. Well, wait, when you say you question it, what do you mean you question it? I don't know if he's, I mean, obviously he's just another pawn for Lex Luthor, but I don't know if his involvement is supposed to be something bigger than what it is. Again, this whole movie is supposed to be seen from the man's point of view of Superman, and this man is one person that has lost pretty much everything in his life due to one person. So, you know, so, so it's like this is what it is. Here's a guy who was in this Black Zero event. He lost his legs or his ability to use his legs. I think he may have actually lost them. Yeah, he lost his legs. So, and he even comments to. The sen to Senator Finch that he can't even pass standing up. He mm -hmm. lost his his wife, and obviously his child. His wife took the child with her. He lost everything. Right. He lost everything. He's got no income because he's got no job, and Lex has been infiltrating his checks. Mm -hmm. So he's a guy who has nothing, and Lex ensured that he had nothing because he was going to use him as a pawn. So here he is mourning, oh, actually mourning his, his family, his, his wife and his daughter, and he's going to the memorial, and that's all he's obsessing over. He's like, a, he's lost his mind. It's, it's, a, it's taken over his life. He's got nothing, and he's just blaming Superman. And now, Lex and nowhere Luthor do you think is... that he has revenge? No. How is he gonna? How is he gonna take revenge on a god? Where? When? In what yeah, way? but you, what you're is, seeing it from a reader's. A, what is blowing up a statue gonna do? It's gonna show that. I don't. I don't know, man. Terrorists are crazy when it comes down to it. So like, <laughs> He's like terrorists don't make sense. So yeah, it doesn't have to make sense. It's just like something that he would do. And I've I've always pegged him as. That is something that this this broken individual could do. I think he's just always been a pawn of Lex Luthor. He's just always been used ever since he lost legs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I get that. But I, I don't know. I I doesn't even make sense that the the writers are even leading us to believe that he's making a bomb. Because there's no. There's no payoff. There's no. Nowhere in the movie do we get the, you know, anywhere where it actually, uh, you know, leading us to believe that he's making a bomb would like trick us into thinking something. It, 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 there's just no reason for us to believe that he's making a bomb. It doesn't, there's no payoff. So now Lex comes to this guy who has nothing and offers him an opportunity to speak out against Superman. And he uses him to get, 
his bomb inside the courtroom. But never do we suspect that Wallace was the source of the bomb because we immediately see Lex is not there and we immediately think, oh, this was Lex's doing. Because we, especially we with the that. yeah, but aside from that, you jar. wouldn't think that Wallace Keith would ever, like yeah, I get that that bomb is Lex's plan, but you don't think lo, like Wallace Keith like I don't I think I'm just cynical as hell. Cinematically, no, no, no. it doesn't make any sense for the the writers to lead us to believe that he was making a bomb. Not even to th- not even as a red herring to throw us off. Well, but there's no I, payoff I, to the red herring. It, it, there's no scene where we're like, oh, was this Wallace? You know, there's nothing. There's, that's, I think the scene is with Lois. I think when Lois is investigating the apartment and she sees the materials but, that but look that like point, that he was using the duct tape, the pliers, the cans, but the whips. But at that point, like we that, already know that the bomb was Lex's doing. We we know. We know. We know. The, people don't know. We are seeing it from an outside point of but view. But you're saying that him making, put it, taping the duct tape and the rope. We're the only ones who see that. At yeah. that point, so you're it's creating a red herring to us, not to the the people in the movie. Uh, I'm, I'm, damn, I'm, I'm. Confused. I think I'm just cynical as hell, man, and I'm just thinking that this guy's creating bombs, <laughs> and it's, it's just just on Nate. I think that yeah, I think this is on me, guys. Uh, I don't know. It's, like I'm just trying to get some, in your head. I'm trying to figure out what. Oh what, God, you don't want to do we, that. We can't. Like in what gotta, way would, would this make? Does this make sense? And I'm trying to sort of. I'm trying to help your argument, but I'm just thinking like, I don't see. No, you, you're, no Alex, don't you're, you're, you're don't, please don't. You're absolutely right with like it's him like, making a bomb has absolutely no payoff. But I don't know why in my head, and even when I first saw this movie, I've always thought that. The underlying motive between Wallace, or, uh, of Wallace Keefe was that he was supposed to be the red herring. He was supposed to make it look like he was making a bomb, all for that scene where Lois is investigating the apartment and she sees the bomb making materials. And like this early on scene makes it seem like, oh, okay, so he was actually messing with duct tape and wicks and whatever. Like, yeah, we don't know if he was making a candle. We don't know if he was making. Oh, he knows. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, whatever. We don't. We just don't know exactly what he was doing. So I, it kind of just puts doubt to that fact. Doubt to yes, who? we do get the ex. Doubt, doubt to the actual to just any terrorist act. To I to think whom? it's just supposed but, to be but anything. By whom? Doubt by whom? Who who's doubting I, us or the me, people in the movie? I am. <laughs> okay. I'm the only person but in the I guess theater that, doubting. That's I guess. my point. Like at that point where she goes into his apartment, we know that it's not Wallace that set off the bomb. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, you're you're absolutely right. I get it. I think I'm just. I don't know. I'm I'm lost. <laughs> I'm at a loss for I'm words. Lost existentially. I'm lost existentially. I'm. I, I should just turn off the microphone. <laughs> Why don't you have a seat? Yeah. Um, well, now that we've officially bored people to death with this argument. <laughs> oh, I, I, I was I was in, interested, at, invested, invested. <laughs> yeah. So here we are at Heroes Park. Let's talk about this park because uh, I wish this was kind of real, like this statue. Like I'm a big fan of the statue. I'm a big fan of and in the comics statues. during the death of Superman storyline. There's a they they erect a big golden statue with an eagle. Mm-hmm. I thought it would have been cool to have an eagle on this one. <laughs> it's too American. Yeah, always cool to have an eagle on a statue. Um, so 
I kind of get like a Vietnam Memorial vibe with the the stone pillars. Yeah. Um, right there. Apparently, in the production notes, those things are kind of like pegged in so that later on in the film they can take those perfect ones out and put broken ones there because oh. of something that happens oh, okay. later on in the film. So those were removable. They just pick them up, take them away, put the other things there, mm-hmm. throw a bunch of styrofoam blocks around and pretend it's granite. Um, and in the production notes, Patrick Titopoulos had a lot of, uh, kind of had a hard time designing the Superman statue that Zack wanted. So to get it just right, Zack Snyder actually posed like this so that they understood what he was asking for. So that was the only way that Patrick, because Patrick was like, I don't know what he's really asking for, but it wasn't <laughs> until he just was like, no, this is what I'm talking about, like this right here. And then he was like, oh, okay, we'll just do that. <laughs> yeah. So. And we mentioned um, in our podcast about the, the positioning of the hands. It's like connecting Krypton to Earth and the heavens to the ground. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was going to say man to God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sistine Chapel kind of thing. Exactly. And it's interesting um, how on the ground it says the heroes. It's saying that the people that died are the heroes. Of course. Yeah, they're remembering not, they're not, those. They're not calling Superman a hero. They're not saying, you know, this guy is like the only hero here. They're saying those that lost their lives are the heroes. Yeah, of course. I mean, Superman could be one of the causes. Plus it says of the remembering those that were lost and honoring the heroes mm-hmm. plural because it's heroes but, plural. but the point is that they're not focusing on superman as the only hero exactly yeah i mean because that would that would draw a lot of controversy if they were like oh he was a hero it's like what no gives he you ca- the, yeah he caused all those deaths yeah what gives you the right to to be the hero here which is what wallace is doing at this moment you know and uh what we talked about in the second week is like this pose that superman is doing is almost similar to Bruce Wayne in week two when he helps Wallace up. It's like a very similar pose. So it's like, you know, at one point he had Bruce Wayne kind of in the same pose, like, let me help you up. And here's Superman, but he's getting a totally different reaction from it. Yeah. So. And as he approaches the statue, it's like a big contrast between a Superman and a broken man. And it's just like, looking up at such a giant figure yeah or it looking down on you you know um it's a good statue it's a, it's a really what, good what do they statue. do with that prop oh it's a the exhibit you can visit the same exact one i think so i guess just on studio property Mm-hmm. all of them are what is it the dark knight one? Oh, that's i like that one yeah i think there's some other ones but i can't remember wasn't there one for um so is is nope. his climbing the statue from one hand up that like supposed to symbolize his being suicidal? He wants to go up to the heavens. Well, we're not there yet because that happens uh-huh. next week. But um, could uh, could uh, be? Well, we won't. We no, won't discuss it. <laughs> that's a good question. Though I'm gonna write that down. Yeah. and think about it. I'll ask Sam that because Sam is Monday's guest. So. Yeah, we'll bring it up. So tell Sam to ask that question. <laughs> but then if by, by the time we talk to him, he's going to have an answer. Well, I'm sure he'll so. have his, his own thoughts. I don't want to oh. interfere with his, uh, <laughs> you know, his time. Yeah. 
Um, Alex, can you tell us about the first time you saw Donna Justice? Um, I went with my wife and my best friend, and I was fully expecting this movie to be horrible. Really? All the everything that I was seeing about this movie up to its release, it just looked terrible to me. I, I it, it looked like I remember one point saying that they were throwing everything and the kitchen sink into this and I was thinking it's just going to be garbage. I really thought it was going to be bad. And to your surprise? Um to my surprise, I walked away I'm pretty sure my jaw was was open, was dropped. I was like, "Wow, that was freaking amazing." I, That's good. I couldn't believe it. I was like taken aback and and I was thrilled and honestly, I did not see the ending coming. And I can't believe that you had you had to turn around. What? I said, I can't believe you had such a turnaround because normally people go in like, oh, this movie's going to be crap. And then they walk out like that movie was crap. And then some people are like, this movie's going to be amazing. And then they walk out and they're like, that movie was amazing. Like (laughs) some people's like the way they go into a movie is the reaction they're going to get because they make themselves don't like, I don't know. The funny thing is I was was actually trying to avoid seeing trailers. Uh, Eventually, you know, you go see enough movies, then they stick the trailers at the beginning. You end up mm-hmm. seeing things. So I knew about the the big monster, you know. The third act. Right. I knew about that, and I was like, ugh, great. Yeah. But I still didn't, I, I still didn't there. even, that still didn't even make me consider the possibility of the ending. I mean, I... I'm assuming people have seen the movie. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, why, I, why are they I, listening to you know, this if they haven't? <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, I mean that's that's awesome though. I'm I'm kind of glad that there was you had such a different reaction or went against your expectations. Uh, yeah, and actually, I, that first the first scene, the the man on the ground experience of the uh, Black Zero event that. Mm-hmm. That was like, I was shaken by by the that scene because um, I don't know if it has anything to do with my proximity to Ground Zero at, yeah. during nine eleven, but you know it probably could. But it was like very well because you know I had a similar similar experience when i saw war of the worlds with tom cruise and the whole man on the ground of the people disintegrating but uh Oof. yeah i know people hate that movie but i like that yeah movie. no we but we were both talking about it last week we we, we do like that movie uh, okay. <laughs> but uh so but i yeah, i don't that, i don't mean to go ahead no i'm sorry go ahead i was gonna ask i don't mean to be stepping on toes you said you had uh experience with the ground zero event was that like i know that we related that all of that to what just took place and it i was going to just comment on that it's probably why like because again that was such a big event in history uh and and emotionally and all this stuff that like you see something on screen that you could relate to it it's just you can't help but not think back to that you know what i mean i think that's we, we brought that up 
it's hard not to relate it. So it's just, I, again, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, that whole man on the ground scene. Now, let me ask you this beginning of man of steel, the Krypton scene, were you as shocked or as, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Captivated, uh, as the, the black zero event on the ground scene. Um, the fir- the opening scene of Man of Steel, well, I don't know if, if you've heard any of my previous comments about Man of Steel. I think I may have even mention it when I did the, the few episodes with you guys. I actually hated Man of Steel the first time I saw it. And yeah. the first, and the opening scene especially, I was like, oh my god, this is garbage. What are they turning this into some like, <laughs> Avatar movie? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've come okay. to appreciate it now, but... At the time, I was not fond of uh, of what they did with Krypton, and you know, suffice to say, my my opinion has changed. But I certainly went into that movie thinking, like, what is this scrap? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so two different feelings for two different movies. Yeah, I don't know how different they really are, but well, with respect, interesting. Um, so, Alex, is this your favorite meeting of the characters Batman and Superman, or is there a story that you think is better than this one? You know, it's really difficult to answer. I'd say it's really up there. Um, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head right now. Uh yeah, see, that's a hard question we've been asking people. I know. I don't know why. I don't know if we need to revise it. I mean, I do. Uh, try to come up I with do like similar. it more than. I think I like it more than Dark Knight Returns. Uh, but that has the book. Yeah, the 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 yeah. okay their confrontation there. Um, I think it has a lot to do with. Honestly, I wasn't a fan of the art style for Dark Knight Returns. And I didn't like how they depicted Superman. And I- well, see, yeah, see, that's the thing that I have a problem with is like the you treat Superman like such a static character, but you make Batman dynamic, and like there there are motives and things that go off in the background of that character, and it's like how come Superman doesn't get the same treatment? Why are we seeing it as like a a one-sided kind of uh, perspective in and Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, oh, but like here in Donna Justice, it's like especially Ultimate Cut. It's like we get to see the the gears turning for Superman. So it's like I that's why I really enjoy it. Yeah, right. Well, I'll tell you one interaction that sticks out in my head is in the comics when Poison Ivy is controlling Superman and the uh, in fight. For Tomorrow. Yeah. Hush. Hush. Was it Hush? No, that's in For Tomorrow. It's one of them. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it's Hush. Oh, mate. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's Hush. Now people are just going to yell at us. <laughs> We've said it before. So yeah, we have. Good. So, But that was a cool a cool fight. That was cool. There was also in um, towards the end of the New 52... Uh, when the Joker had like Jokerized the whole Justice League, I don't know if you read any of that stuff, but like I Superman didn't like the all... New Fifty Two, so I stayed away from it. Oh, there you go. All right, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, I remember the uh, Jay Lee Batman Superman where they're yeah. like, 
sitting on that park bench. Mm-hmm. That like, first volume or yeah. first issue actually is is really good. That's um. And they like play baseball when they're kids at some point. It was really weird. Yeah. I actually um, love the the Batman Superman comic run. From the New Fifty Two. No, um, it was like <laughs> the early two thousands. Oh yeah, from the old old one, the old Trinity books and all that stuff. Yeah, okay. With like uh, Emperor that, like, Joker Ed and. Yeah. I, yeah. I love those comics. Those were great. It's like what the Apocalypse movie was based off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one, too. I think that whole um, that whole Batman-Superman friendship, I think, is is really cool. And it's not something that's explored too much in just the regular comics. So that's why I thought yeah. in those, those particular comics, I thought it was really cool the way they did it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's my favorite thing about DC Comics is the relationship between Batman and Superman. Like you can't one cannot exist without the other. So right. they're needed. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Nate, do you have any more questions before we wrap up for the week? I. What do you What do you want to do for dinner? Oh, uh, I was thinking, and we're not hmm. doing this. Um, <laughs> Uh, Alex, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you for been, having me. It really it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Guys. It's been Glad quite the week. Um, listeners, uh, next week we're going to be joined by Alex's co-host, Sam Otten, from the JLU podcast as well. So definitely check out those episodes. You can find us on all social media at DCU Minute. And you can find the rest of our shows at tooldmedia.com. And if you're interested, we also have a Patreon uh, you can go to patreon.com slash media, and we're going to be doing bonus episodes. So if you want an episode on the weekends, Nate and I are going to be doing a special bonus episode for DC Cinematic Minute where we talk about the comic book of your choice. I think we're doing. Listener's be, choice? Yeah. it's uh, If you become... So it's for patrons. They can choose what comic book we review. Mm-hmm. We do a whole episode where we devote it to that comic book. We talk about it, review it, talk about it. could be a DC, Marvel. It doesn't really matter. It's just a comic book, I think. It doesn't have to be DC related. And uh, yeah, only Patreon subscribers can get that bonus episode. So definitely sign up for that tier and check it out. And don't forget, we also have that uh, Facebook group, DC Cinematic Listener Society. You can join us and all our other guests and listeners and talk about the minutes at hand. And we'll catch you next week here on DC Cinematic Minute.